Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Technicat. So last week, we kind of switched our conversations up, like in, you know, company conversations to Tisavanoacho. We should really follow that. Um, it's an interesting podcast uh, and switch to more guest stuff. But this conversation is more technical. Um, so, yeah, we thought we'd put it here. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's an interesting one today. Um, so I'm joined by Ed. Uh, or should I say Engineer Jabuka? Honorable engineer. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> that, that oh, yeah, yeah. Well, at you, least I collected the, I co- I collected the papers when yesterday. So yeah, I have uh, the thing now. Congratulations! Can use it. Ah, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. It was nothing. Yeah, please, I was just hanging please, out with people. Please, <laughs> please. You disappear for three weeks at a time, and we'd see you stressed, and be like, yeah, yeah. Man's putting up a brave face, oh, yeah. but chaka chai. <laughs> Those chest pains, man. Chest pains. Yeah. So today, uh, since it's a technical conversation, uh, I am saying technical because I'm the president of an engineer, but I have my own thoughts as well. Uh, Maxwell, <laughs> surname. I, I hate hate like saying people's surnames wrong. <laughs> Chikumbuto, Maxwell Chikumbuto. Uh, I think founder of Safe Technologies. Ah, um, uh, yeah. He's been in the in the news. We've reported him on, on him a bunch of times. There was the drone, then there was the the what's it called? That battery. What's it called? Uh, uh, perpetual. Um, it was a generator. Generator. According to the article. Yeah, the generator. Yeah, it was it was an an EMF generator. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that one that one raised a bit of um raised some you know interesting you know conversation amongst the tech and community way back when. I think it was 2016 or 2017. I'm not sure. Um. But yeah, it mm. was it was interesting. There was Some a helicopter. Yeah, there was a helicopter, and then the car that that didn't need a charge. Um, which you know, all of these things were really interesting, and yeah, you could see people's comments. They're like, ah, "Isn't this just repackaged technology from something else or whatever?" Well, that aside. So on the 11th of January, which is this week, uh, the Herald reported: Innovator develops cordless television set. Um, gifted inventor Maxwell Chikumbuzo has set his sights on firmly has set his sights firmly in revolutionizing the information technology gadget sector by developing a radio frequency powered television set without a plug. So essentially, it's being powered by you know radio frequencies. Now, to be honest, I I never enjoyed physics at school. Uh, I, I I regret it, um, but I was like, this is Nobel laureate kind of thing because like our CES. I remember our, our, um, the other editor on Texan, um, Leonard, reported on that cordless um, uh, remote that not cordless remote, but <laughs> cordless remote adds that uh, that remote that that that's charged off uh, <laughs> radio frequencies. Uh, that was a CES um, uh, off the TV stuff kind of stuff. It was really cool. Yeah. So when I saw this. I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. And then obviously I deferred to. Okay, so let me continue the story. Uh, this move was certainly widened access to TV, me- uh, TV media content and producers and pro- products for millions of people in Zimbabwe and in Africa with no access to the main uh, electricity grid. Chikumbuzo succeeded in embedding the wireless power generator that yeah. uses radio frequencies, uh, radio frequency energy on a 55-inch UHD Samsung TV set to eliminate the use of power cables on grid power and the size of TV power supply gadgets. Uh, his quote from it is, it has no cables connected to it. It is self-powered. When you look at the rear end of the TV set, uh, TV instead of the glossy front, what is notable is that it doesn't have any cables connected to it. The multi-talented uh, inventor told the Herald on Tuesday. 
So, like I said, I deferred this to a man who's way smarter than I am. Uh, Edwin, engineer. Sorry, 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 sorry. Engineer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> nah, so I, I, come I, on, man. Come I to, on. I talked to Ed about this last I'm just night. Just a regular dude. Yeah, that's what you say. I talked to Ed about this last night and I, and I had my reservations. I'm like, <laughs> like, this is like I said before, like Nobel laureate stuff. Like you'd be a Nobel yeah. prize winner for this. And this is like super revolutionary. Like at least in my mind, I don't know. Ed, can you can you give some can you give some structure to what I'm trying to say? Man, it's impressive stuff, man. Like, if that was possible, imagine. No, like imagine this, because most of the devices we use already um, communicate wirelessly. Hmm. Most of them, your smartphone, your laptop, your tablet. Imagine just walking around with your with your phone in your pocket, and yeah, it's just charging. Yeah, you're just walking in the street. You're taking a walk in the CBD and it's charging. You know, it's good. It's covered. And then you get into a bus. You're using, well, if it was the first world countries, you'd have like Wi-Fi on a bus so you could enjoy some internet on your way home. And instead of that internet consuming your battery, it's also, you know, adding to it. Imagine a future like that. Wait, I mean, Apple will be happy. Very happy because Apple has been on a rampage removing ports and buttons. So Apple will be very happy to just have such a technology where it's like, hey, man, the iPhone is just a slab of metal and glass. There are no buttons and there are no ports. It's just a slab. But, yeah, like if you kind of then look at the look at the way it then works, like how these radio waves work. The more you try to understand how radio waves work, the more you start to realize that there's a bit of a problem here. And for me, the biggest one was the fact that the amount of power that you are saying you can obtain from radio frequencies, enough to power an electric car, enough to power a home. I mean... Okay, so a bit of context. Here's the thing. Um, remember when 5G was announced? Yeah. And a lot of people were saying it's causing corona. Mm. And some were sending videos saying it's, it's, it's killing some plant life and animal life because the amount of energy being radiated is too strong, mm. right? Uh, most of the, all of that was fake news. Um, 5G might cause some electrical interference, but it doesn't affect biological stuff. Mm. And so, you know, just looking at that, a lot of debate was said about people saying, guys, are these things safe? Are these waves that we are just chucking into the air safe? And the answer to that is by the time a product is put into the public so that the public can use it, it's gone through some testing to ensure that people won't get affected by it. And this testing happens for a while. So, for example, um, um, I think in the news, China says to be close to finishing up its 6G, um, 6G technology. That's the next evolution that's going to replace 5G, right? But they started working on 6G soon after the announcement of 5G, which was probably two, three years ago. That's when they started working on it. So these things go for years whilst they're trying to develop them up until the point where they're like, 
hey, we can check these things out. But some of those tests now involve checking how much radiation is being produced and how and where the limit is, you know, so that when a designer designs this system, they make sure that their system falls within certain parameters so that it's fit for public use. It doesn't affect people in any way. And that's what's gone through a lot of these communication devices. Your Wi-Fi router is emitting a radio wave that your computer and your smartphone and your laptop receive, and that radiation is internet. But these devices that are receiving this signal, they're receiving a signal which is in terms of power levels, it's like really small power, like really small power. I mean, yeah, like tiny power, tiny amounts of power just so that they can detect something that they can then convert into whatever internet that you're using or if it's Bluetooth, whatever music you're playing via Bluetooth headphones and the like. So these are not powerful waves, powerful enough to power anything that significant so that then kind of made me ask a bunch of questions when i saw that in the report they were saying this device that's connected to the back of the tv supposedly can can grab up to 500 watts and 15 amps from radio waves 500 watts and 15 amps yeah i mean that literally can replace solar solar panels easily <laughs> if it were viable it can literally replace solar panels so but then before you go on before you go on uh, i want you to just yeah. explain to me and the audience what a radio frequency is because it's like okay this is technology but what is a radio frequency Ah, yes, yes, yes. What is radio okay, frequency? So... Okay, radio frequency. What is radio frequency? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so basically, like, um, uh, when you're communicating, you are sending a signal from point A to point B. And this signal travels in some sort of a, some sort of a wave. And well, the basic principle of a wave is it's got ripples and these ripples there are a certain number of these ripples that exist in a specific period of time, which then is what we call frequency. And the number of those ripples that are in a second will determine which kind of frequency it is. So radio frequencies have a certain number of those ripples within a second. So it's just just the shape of the wave. All waves are the same, they're ripples. Okay, so how's that measured? So, so I was measured in hertz. Um yeah it's measured it's measured in hertz so so these ripples are repetitive so repetitive in the sense that they they cycle up and down and each of these cycles the number of these cycles within a second is what's then referred to as as frequency and it's measured in hertz so one hertz is one cycle complete cycle that occurs in a second think of it as a rotating wheel so the number of rotations a wheel makes that's the frequency so that's pretty much radio waves as well okay. just as instead of a wheel it's a ripple like a ripple in water uh, it's like revolutions per minute on your uh was it odometer or something on your on your odometer yeah, yeah. but it's just per second so, 
uh, yeah, just, yeah, it's per second, not per minute. <laughs> ah, okay. Okay, cool. So in terms of yeah. harnessing power from from radio frequencies, I was looking online and it's like, yeah, it's possible. But the mm. amount of power you're going to get is pretty minimal. So that's when I got kind of confused with the difference between uh, voltage and amps. Like those are two mm. concepts that to me, they make sense in my head, but I could never properly explain the <laughs> difference between voltage and amps. Oh, yeah. Like even for me, that's a very difficult thing to explain. <laughs> um, so so how I would usually explain it is think of it as as a pipe. Yeah, think of it as a pipe. So voltage is the size of your pipe in terms of its diameter. So how big is this pipe? That's your voltage. And then your, your amps, which is your current, is how much stuff is flowing through that pipe. So, so that's kind of a way that I got to understand it. Uh, voltage is the size of the pipe how big it is, and then current is how much stuff you can pump through the pipe. Okay. Interesting. Um, so when it comes to powering a TV, so the report said, you said it was 500 watts? 500 watts, something like that. Oh, yeah, uh, 500 watts and 15 amps. Yeah. Um, how feasible is that? So that's so how much does a normal home uh, outlet put out, like in terms of just uh, amps and volts? How much does it oh. put out? Oh yeah. So so your your square plugs, you know those square plugs that those three pin square plugs that we're used to in the household. If your electrician did it by the book, that should be a maximum of ten amps out of that socket. Mm. Ten amps at so um the maximum voltage in Zimbabwean households is between two twenty and two forty volts. So just using two twenty. That's 220 times 10 amps for you to get your watts, which is 2,200 watts. So that square socket should only be able to output 2,200 watts, which is decent. It, you can you can plug in a lawnmower; it will sort it out. You can plug in a you can plug in a heater; it will it will not find any problems. You can plug in an iron, you can iron your clothes. Because those are some of the big power consumers within the household. You can't connect a stove. A stove actually has its own line because a stove can use up to 30 amps. So an electric stove, it has its own line and its own circuit breaker. And then your plugs have their own. But then some households have round plugs and those round plugs are rated for 15 amps. So higher rating so that you can you can do more with them. You can connect heavier appliances to a three pin plug than on a to a round plug than on a square plug. So yeah, like that's a lot of amps. Fifteen amps is a lot of amps. Yeah, so when, it's when, when yeah. I saw the report I was like five hundred watts, fifteen amps, that sounds like quite a bit. So the, the quote from him is, uh, by by Maxwell Chimbuto says uh it produces five hundred mm. watts with fifteen amps, that means that uh TV can also power additional uh two by one hundred watt light bulbs to light a house. So the thing with the report, I didn't see a demo video and I looked on YouTube to try and see a demo video about how this all works. Um and I couldn't find one. Maybe mm. uh, one of the audience might have one, link it below if you're on the blog. Um, but I couldn't find a demo video because I was like, oh, okay, this is really interesting. Uh, but how does it do that? So when we go back to radio frequencies, it's like, okay, um, how can an antenna um, 
you know, uh, oscillate, I guess is the right term, enough times to a receiver that is capable of yeah. of powering a TV at that. So I don't know what the minimum is. So I don't know, maybe, you know, how the minimum, um, you know, amps, volts, watts that a, 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 you can convert. Because there's some devices that kind of work in, in that way. So dumb question. Yeah. Um, how do wireless charges work? Oh, so wireless charges, that one is, that one is simple. So, um, what you have is you have a coil. So a coil on the charger itself, and you just, you know, your, your normal two wires that you just coil up. And then what then happens is if a current passes through it, so let's say a pulse of current, as it passes through that coil, it generates what's known as an electromagnetic field. So essentially what happens is whenever electricity is passing through a wire, it is sort of magnetized. There is some magnetism going on due to that flow of electricity in that wire. So if you then make a coil, you are sort of concentrating this magnetic field and it becomes a stronger magnetic field. And so if you then alternate this current, so alternating current is current that moves in ripples that alternates from negative to positive. And that's mo- that's pretty much the power that comes out of your socket. That can then generate an electromagnetic wave that you can pass on to another coil. So another coil being the one that's in your phone now. And this coil, when it receives this electromagnetic um, field, it'll then convert it back to electricity. And that's how your phone then charges. So it's just one coil in the charger sending some magnetism vibes to the magnet, that, to, the, to the coil that is in your phone, and then your phone starts charging. Okay. That's pretty so much it, how it works. So that's why proximity matters. For, for these, for these charges, like you yes. have pads, proximity, you have to, you have to put it on something for it to actually work in, you know, in, in that fashion. Exactly. Because like these magnetic waves, they, their power decays rapidly, almost exponentially as you move away from the coil that's emitting this radiation. So okay. because of that, because of that like rapid decay, the most efficient way to charge is if these coils were actually touching each other. Like that's how you would get the, the highest or the maximum power transfer from the charger to the phone. But then the phone is a back glass and this coil on the other end needs to have a cover. So they then just work out how much charge they'll be able to chuck into the phone with these two layers included. So that's why like if you have a thick pouch on your phone and you want to use a wireless charger that mm. might not really work because the distance from the, the distance between these two coils is now just too big for there to be any meaningful power transferred from the coil from the charging coil to the receiving coil in the phone okay so that answers that because like i was you know when i was looking when i was reading up on it last night after we had that conversation i was like it, it well, it would make yeah. sense for low-powered objects like that remote uh, that was at, at CS. It would make sense for low-powered objects like things yeah. like, that don't continuously need a consistent power supply. But, or that might need a consistent yeah. power supply, but a very small one. Um, but when it comes to, yeah. uh, so I'm, I was talking about radio frequencies. Uh, when it comes to, to powering a TV at the, 
how what kind of antennas would you need and what kind of <laughs> how efficient <laughs> would, would you need it for it to work in this manner because my mind is still boggled to work yeah because like i mean my science is yeah in school, mine right? too <laughs> yeah, my, my mind is boggled at how this could have possibly worked um because when I, again you know mm. you see a report and you're like ah, but okay and you go through it and then there's not much explanation. <laughs> there's not much in terms of detailed explanation as to what exactly is going on here. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe it's a patent thing. But if, mm. you, if, if this was a thing, it probably would have filed a patent. Or it probably already has. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So for me, I'm, 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 I, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> finding it hard to believe. Like I'm, I'm really finding it hard to believe. Um, so here's the thing. <laughs> so, so the fa- the thing is. Um, and yeah, all, all 90, 90s babies will understand this one. Mm. You know, those speakers we used to, we used to put on our desktops, yep. like those, yeah, those plug-in speakers. You remember that, um, whenever the PC was on and running and those speakers were on, if you were about to receive an SMS or about to receive a call, you would hear some feedback. Yes, that's what, that's what. So, that actually shows you that there are devices that can detect these radio frequencies and actually re- get some interference from them. And that mm-hmm. interference can actually be energy that you can use to power something. But so, so, so in theory, that concept works. It is possible, but it now depends on how much power you get. So for example, I'm going to give an example of a Wi-Fi router. Your Wi-Fi router is Probably uh, most of the Wi-Fi routers use a 12 volt 1 amp uh, power supply. So 12 volt 1 amp, that's 12 watts of power. That's the Wi-Fi. Part of that energy is going to the antenna. And that power that it radiates is going to be a lot less than, um, a lot less than, 12 watts. Most of it is going to the modem within the Wi-Fi that's decoding and encoding the information that's passing through it. And then what's left goes to the antenna. So the antenna, well, according to um, the FCC, the FCC puts, FCC is basically the uh, Federal Communications Commission, if I'm not mistaken. They set standards for for communicating devices in terms of yeah, well, a bunch of stuff, but including the amount of power, the maximum amount of power that a communicating device should radiate. And their maximum is two watts. A device cannot radiate more, more than two watts of power if it's a device, if it's a consumer level device that's going to be used by a bunch of random people. And I think the European, the European Union has theirs as well, and that's a little bit higher at, I think, 5 watts. Um, again, I'll have to fact check this, but I think it's around 5 watts. And that's the maximum that the transmitter, which is transmitting, can send out. But like I said, because um, because of the nature of radio waves, they have to they decay quickly. So by the point they leave the router and get to wherever you are or wherever the receiving device is, their energy has depleted to levels where it's now 
watts or even milliwatts, like less than a watt. And so for you to then get 500 watts from energy that's just radiating around you, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Like even some commercial grade transmitters do not really use that much power. Like unless if you're now looking at, um, you know, something like LTE base stations, those might use that sort of power to emit, but it's because they have to emit that signal across like an eight kilometer radius for, for most LTE uh, base stations. And that's why they might need like 500 watts on one antenna. But for consumer grade electronics, stuff that you're going to put in your office, stuff that you're going to put in your house, stuff that you're going to put in your car or in your room, it's going to be a lot less. And so it's very difficult for me to then imagine someone getting that amount of power from waves that just, that are just being radiated. Like I'd need to read a white paper on it and play around with whatever gizmo that MSED is to understand what really is going on. Because it's actually something that I'm very curious about in terms of understanding how we can use all this energy around us, because there is energy around us, which we can, in quotes, say free energy. But man, that's too much power to get from simple RF radio frequency. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 man, like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go on that whole tip of it's too good to be true thing, but like, yeah, like the white paper will be really interesting to see, and like, also it being peer reviewed, um, be interesting to see what you know people in the field do when they see it, and I'm sure there are people out there who are, you know, already up to speed about this kind of stuff, like yet, and you kind of have formed a conception, but for me on a, on a just general consumer level, I, the, the doubt was there, and I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, no, because I'm just trying to imagine. You know, something like that is like super revolutionary. Like <laughs> that's literally saying, "Guti, we're going to start. Um, we're, no, we're no longer doing my 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 electricity pole pylons. Tangwes and my meters all over the place." Which I'm like, yeah. And if that was the case, like I'm saying, <clears throat> Nobel Prize. But then again, the whole thing of of um impact on the human body and other things like that. Like it's a lot. It's a lot mm. to create that kind of electricity. Uh, through, radio, through radio frequencies, um, and the, what 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 kind of concerned me a little bit was the size of the of the of the receiver on the back of the of the TV. So in the there'll be a picture, I'm, I'm guessing. Um, if you're on the blog, uh, it'll be the cover picture for, yeah. for the thing for the podcast. If you're on other podcast sites, but the, the, it's really small. I, yeah, hey, maybe he's you know he's really pushed this to the nth degree in terms of what 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 this is what what how this can be possible. But I'm like. Man, like this is this would have made global, like super global news. Like, like, like <laughs> this is yeah. what, this would have put them on the map. So I'm, I'm, I'm. But even like the, sorry, even like checking out the image, eh? mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, like it's not clear enough for me to to see what it is. But if this device is harnessing energy from radio frequencies it needs to have antennas that receive that energy. Mm. And, and, and the thing is they are, so here's the thing. 
oh man, I'm gonna nerd the heck out of this thing, but oh, oh. Up, man. <laughs> so what happens with antennas is certain signals that you're gonna emit need um need receivers of a certain shape so that you can get an efficient transfer of that signal from the atmosphere into that antenna. Mm. So you can't just have you can't just have like any any wire just sticking out. Like it might work to receive some of the signal, but then there the, there's the whole thing that involves polarity. So polarity is basically is your wave upright or is it lying down flat? Is it uh, vertically polarized or horizontally polarized? And so you actually need an antenna for such waves that corresponds to the wave that it's going to receive so that you get the most efficient transfer of energy of that wave into that antenna. So that's the thing where I'm like, I don't see any antennas on this thing to suggest that it can receive um it can receive radio frequencies. That's the first one. The second one, because there is a plethora of radio frequencies, there's no mention of which kinds it will actually be most efficient with. Is it going to be most efficient with Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or GSM or um, VHF and UHF that that is used on radios and TVs? Like, you don't know because there is no antenna or no specifications of what is the most efficient manner of obtaining that that power from it. So for me, then it raises more questions than answers in terms of what's really going on. And then when I see the, and then when I see the contraption that they built to the back of the TV, like uh, it looks like a power pack or a transformer of some kind. I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, Um, I was like, that's my battery. Yeah, it looks like a transformer. It it looks like a transformer of some kind, you know. So it's it's one of those where I'm like, uh, where can we get more information about it? Because think about it: if you look at conventional wireless chargers, you can get white papers around them to Mm. understand how they work. You know, Mm. like a manufacturer might come and say, "Hey, this wireless charger has a dual coil design," and the reason why it has a dual coil design is, well, mostly it's it's the whole uh, efficient transfer of power to the device that's being charged. So it's just some innovations that they're doing to try and make sure that uh, wireless chargers waste less energy when they're performing their duties. And I'm like... If that information for that stuff is easily available, why isn't this also as easily available? So that there might be someone who wants to implement gadget. So, oh, okay, now I understand how this thing works. Can we miniaturize it so that it can fit maybe in a phone's pouch? Mm. And then this phone's pouch is fitted with a wireless charger so that this phone can, this pouch can wirelessly receive radiation, convert it to electricity, and wirelessly charge the phone, you know, stuff like that. But there's nothing. And even if you try to search for reports, more of these reports that are speaking about it, there is nothing for, at least for a person like me, there are, there's not enough technical information in it for me to actually understand how it works. 
I mean, here I am, this whole podcast, theorizing on how <laughs> I think it works, theorizing on how I think it should work. <laughs> but yeah, like there's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just guessing based on the stuff that I learned and the stuff that I know and the stuff that I experienced, but I'm not sure if that's even the way this thing works. So it, that's then becomes, yeah, that then becomes the question for me. Like, can we see a demo and yeah. some, and some specs of how this thing works? Yeah. Yeah. That, that demo would really be good. Cause I was going back to, uh, so the, the remote was made by Samsung and it's called the eco remote. Uh, I had forgotten the name of it. But basically, it's uh, it radio frequency as well as solar. So solar remote is kind of weird because if you think about it, um, a place where a remote usually is is dark, and remotes are usually cast aside. So it would suck if you forget to like charge your remote, and then there you are trying to switch on your TV and remember. Oh, by the way, I didn't. But the addition of of um, of radio frequency, and again, this is a low. This is a, the, the power demand. This is really low. So, you know, most reports mm. say this actually makes sense because the power demands are really low. So I was like, okay, cool. And then, like, to see how Samsung even went over and above that and started, like, uh, it, incorporating stuff like um, uh, kinetic uh, power generation, trying to uh, shaking the remote in order to charge it and things like that. Um, mm. To be like, yeah, no, this is something else like that, that they were looking into to try and do that, but then they kind of, it wasn't really feasible. On the whole solar part, I think Zimbabweans wouldn't really have a problem with it because Zimbabweans put those little solar lights on the window every time. So yeah, it's, it's solar to remote yeah. control is not too far afield. Works. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's the 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 kind of um, the way they piled on technology in this in this little eco remote. What Samsung did shows, at least to me, at least to my understanding of, of, of radio frequencies and power generation, that yeah, you have to put a lot around it for it to kind of make sense, <laughs> like for it to work. So had they just said we got exactly. a frequency like remote, I'm like that's dope. You know, it is what it is. Uh, and they showed a demo at CS. Uh, but the addition of solar, that's the thing that clicked in my head, like, nope, no, this, this, yeah, this, 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 yeah. And <laughs> the funny thing is if you look at the image, the reflection of the image, there is nothing behind it that suggests that because a bunch of sofas. So maybe I'm 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 nitpicking at the picture, but I would expect to see a, a big enough array of antennas to be like, yeah, or directional antennas. To be like, yeah, we're pointing specifically yeah. at this thing because this is how it can. That maybe might have made sense, but again, like you said, without a white paper, yeah, it's it's. it's, it's a oh yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty tricky, and like I like the fact that you pointed it out that as much as Samsung is using the same sort of technology on remotes, they have a bunch of other additional power sources around it because I think they understand that, yeah. In theory, it works, but it's not yet at a point where it can be it can be a standalone power source mm. for even the one of the most one of the least demanding least power demanding devices available on the market because a remote a remote doesn't use yeah a remote uses very little power like very very little power and so if that sort of that sort of power source is struggling to just power a remote control on its own. Imagine a fifty-five inch TV. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that, nah. That, no, not yet. <laughs> yeah, that that for me is you. Uh, if that is possible, like, wow. And the, the amount mm. of testing you need to go through, like, to make it to make it to the point that it's like safe 
for 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 consumers because like all the super high tech stuff is never yeah. really like what you said earlier at the beginning is never brought out to people up until it's been tested to death that it's not going to harm people. Yep. So remember the whole microwave thing and people are like, oh, microwaves do this and that. And like, yeah, they kind of went through tests and these things are still being sold. So it, it, the, the way the, 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 the mm. teams behind it kind of have a handle on, on how it works. So even phones, remember um, yeah. back in the day when they say, oh, phones do this, do that. And it's like, eh, do they? Do they do like, then the 5G yeah. thing with COVID. Really. And you're like, hey, yeah, completely different disciplines <laughs> of science. But okie dokie. You know what? Exactly. <laughs> you do you. So, do you? Do you, man? So it, 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 I don't know, man. Like I, 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 I really, I really, really like to, to see a white paper on this. Um, I, I think it'd be mm. interesting to read through it to just see what what exactly he, what kind of technology is. Also, that MSED was it MSED or uh, MSED? Yeah, MSED uh, device. Mm-hmm. Is re- uh, the, the acronym was not then explained in in, in the report by the Herald, but that'll be really interesting to know what that is. Uh, what that is. Because um, yeah, mm. that's because that seems to be the magic sauce for this thing. Like yeah. it because like because like when when they're saying we can well according to the quote they were saying right now we are miniaturizing the MSED to be smaller so that we can integrate it in cell phones, computers, laptops, and decoders. And I'm like, ah, okay. So it means this thing is the that's what's doing all the work. That's yeah. what's doing all the harnessing of RF and converting it to usable power. Mm. So what is this thing? You know, that's what I want to know. Like, what is like, okay, fine. We can start with the acronym. What does the acronym mean? And then from there, we kind of understand because what I know about products is, yes, there is a patent that you file that will, that will have the specifics of the product that you made. And, but but before you get to the point of a patent, there is a sort of a proof of concept uh, sort of thing that you just design that theorizes. It can be something like even a block diagram. You're saying, hey, there is this component here, this component here, this component here. And these components, the flow of how this thing will operate is we're going to start with our RF here. It's going to go through these blocks and then it's going to come out as electricity over here. So it's just a simple thing like that, even without the specifics of, hey, we have 10 million transistors here and 5,000 capacitors there. Like just a simple block diagram to just show us what's in this MACD and how is it going from RF that's in the A to electricity that's now powering something else. Just so that, you know, you kind of get to see like a bit more insight on how this thing actually operates and you know, if if it can work or not. Yeah. Yeah. So before we 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 dive back into the weeds, Ed, thank you very much, man. Uh yeah, we sincerely actually we want to comment <laughs> on this because like I know they they are they are oh, yeah. really smart people in the Texan community. Um yeah, you know what? Drop in the comments, what do you think? Um is this even possible? Um yeah, hopefully we get to see a white paper soon. Uh, you know, the, the report in the Herald was really, really short. I think it was Sunday Mail first in Herald was super short. Mm. Uh, so it was like, yeah, I, Tiny. I, I, I want more. I want more. But you know, they, they, they yeah, it was that. So yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, I guess we'll catch you again. I don't want to say soon. I'll say next week. <laughs> <laughs> next week. Next Peace. week. Au revoir. Peace.